nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Kareem Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. Howdy, it's Castilla Corner again, but this time there's three of us, because Ruben is here. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and Ruben. It's been a while. It's been a sure? while. I've been, as I just told you guys, I've been sick for a lot of this year. 2023 has been a, not the best year for me so far, but now I am healthy and I've sent it, uh, I've just decided to send it to Iridium instead, who is now sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming for me next. <laughs> hope not, hope not. I'll try to send it the other way. That's a good idea. Send it to a different podcast. <laughs> yes. That's better. I'll try. Maybe you're not sick because of Ruben. Maybe you're sick because Castilla lost 3-2 over the weekend. Oh, of course. They did. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually when I got sick, so... Could be. Yeah, okay, so it is, it, it, that's what we can put it down to then. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we could do it the other way, where you got sick and Castilla lost. I mean, it, it works both ways. <laughs> I don't, I definitely have a favour in that one. I like to blame people for things that are not, aren't in their control. Okay, <laughs> yeah, t- tell on. me, tell me, tell me if this is overthinking or not, because uh, I was at the Juvenila game yesterday, and uh, uh, I... I was still feeling I was feeling okay, but I was, you know, you can never be sure how long you can uh, give it away to anyone else, you know. Uh, so, firstly, I saw Chendo standing there just a few meters away from me, and I was thinking, oh, should I go uh, and, and speak to him? And and guess I, I think I told you who came next. Iker Casillas. <laughs> And in my messed up mind, I was thinking, imagine if I go over to Chendo or to Casillas <laughs> and then I make them sick and then I make Benzema sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is overthinking. It is, It yeah. is, but Chendo that, goes with the team all the time. If Chendo gets sick, I mean, I, I, you know, it's not impossible. Did you give them details to Castilla Corner? Yes, I gave them... <laughs> give them the, Sam Sharp's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, Iker Casillas, I, I think I, if I saw Casillas earlier, I think I would have uh, walked and talked to him. But he was covered in uh, sunglasses and a hat, and yeah, he was oh. trying to escape, I think. On the subject, like, my my overthinking is when you said he, Casillas was covered, my mind instantly went peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't question it, I'm just, I just say it as it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Right. By the so way, who's seen the game? By the now? way, you gotta um, tell me if these Airbnb sounds are getting into the pod because uh, I mean I know with Madrid sounds are uh, sometimes charming, but it very much depends. <laughs> oh, is it is it age restricted content or just no, normal stuff? No, well, hopefully not. <laughs> it is a little early for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to talk about the game, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so who has seen the game is a good place to start. I mean, I've seen bits of it. Um, so I was I at the, I was at the Bernabeu yesterday, so I had to. Uh, I went into the full game and I just pressed the five seconds uh, thing uh, a lot of times until I got to hear the commentators uh, making sounds, and then I watched them. So I think I've got a decent. Yeah. Okay. Shout. I have a I have a fun little thing that synced up with the game that you only get from watching it live. Castilla's first two goals synced up with Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid's goals in the derby. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. No sooner had uh, Peter scored. Peter scored almost directly after Jimenez scored the opener and Alvaro scored just before Sergio Ribas scored his second. Okay, nice. Hmm. And then we didn't score again because the game was because the senior team game was over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably that's why. Makes sense, yeah. It's all conspiracy theories. Yeah. I um, yeah, I listened to the Tourism and Tacticas podcast uh, with Kian and this other guy, and he was talking about Barcelona, and uh, yeah, if you want conspiracy, conspiracy <laughs> theories, you can go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diego. Yeah, yeah, Diego, that's the name, yeah. Yeah. Well, but he, he's, he's admitted it, he likes... Conspiracy theories, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, mind, I don't think I, that's I, it's I like a good idea to. I don't think it's a good idea to get into this uh, Barca referee thing on this podcast. But maybe no, can we're we ask? Safe. Do, do you think it's uh, between us? What do you say? I said we're safe. We have two leagues between us, so we don't have to but worry about at it. The, at the same <laughs> time, do you think uh, it does drift down all the way to Barca B or? <laughs> um, I don't know. They're not doing as well as they did last year, so I suppose yeah. they would argue no. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, me and Casco expert on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's um, it's been a tough week for Barca anyway. So um, yeah, luckily it's uh, some some positives for for Madrid, but yeah, that is true. Yeah, um. Apart from that synchrony thing, I didn't really see much in that. I watched the whole away game, Castilla game, and uh, gotta say it was a pretty mid game. I remember we were joking, Radiam and I were joking over the last two podcasts that um, Castilla are are like Real Madrid in the sense that they can beat top of the league sides and then go and throw it away against a bottom of the table side. And they did just that. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it looked like for a wee bit of time we were going to get away with it. I didn't think we played particularly well. Um, probably played well enough for a draw. Certainly not for a 2-0 lead. And then uh, madness ensued. In I thought minutes. you were going to say that we are that Castilla are similar to Real Madrid because they they are involved in remontadas just in the opposite way. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's how I feel. It's always. Whenever I don't watch Castilla, I see that they've been up one or two nil, and then they've conceded three goals in the last minutes. So yeah, it's That's actually a fair bit. it is a bit of a problem actually. And um, you could, I, it is um, possible to say that the first team they are getting these remontadas because of the experience, positive experience. While for Castilla, it's the opposite way. They are facing a lot of times uh, first teams, senior teams with. The, players 28, 29, and uh, they are so young. So, I mean, it's not a surprise that it happens, yeah. but 
it's still very frustrating and um, yeah, especially when we were top of the table. Yeah, yeah, um, that's third. It's, it's try, funny it how, so how this team works, man. Like uh, Deportivo were at the top for a, f- a few hours, and then Alcorcón won their game. So now I guess they're third, and I think they play Deportivo next. Which, yep, they no, they don't play. They play Deportivo after the game against Mahajanda. So mm, that was that should be fun. Another lower league side. Another lower part of the table side. Yep. They're actually tense and so not that bad. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? We dropped a few points from losing or from winning positions on that unbeaten run. We drew a couple of games. Mm. But uh yeah, I mean there was certainly more than I don't know if you can call it luck or just magic in some of the goals that Fernando scored. Um I t- I will go on the record and say that it was the first bicycle kick I've ever seen in the third division, <laughs> and it was a good one as well. Yeah, well executed. Usually, like they mm. don't even get connection; they just look like look a little silly as they fall to the floor and the ball goes in the other direction. But this one was a like proper Ronaldo against Juventus sort of bicycle <laughs> kick, except it was San Fernando and Castilla. <laughs> It was a beautiful yeah. kick. Sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to have complaints when you lose to a goal when you're drop points to a goal like that. Um, yeah. Their winner was a penalty. I am completely clueless as what the penalty was about. I didn't see any sort uh, of penalty. The penalty offense. wasn't that a handball. Yeah, I think it was a handball. Yeah, they didn't replay it, so I don't. I didn't. I haven't only. I've only seen it once. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Alvaro Martin who. Uh, who made the handball and he was so devastated you could see it he did yeah. protest and he was just oh he, he was devastated just looking at it now yeah it's a handball okay um, so it's, can we not do a real madrid tv on it where we go you know it wasn't a handball though <laughs> um i didn't actually see the replay myself so but radium was it a clear one i mean uh, it's like he was trying to like chest the ball towards like towards the ground, but it hit his hand on the uh, on the way. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty clear because he was trying he was trying to move his hand away, but he just couldn't. Yeah, so, that's pretty sad. But he was yeah. devastated, though. I can see it. Yeah, and and just conceding so many goals in such a short time, it's just ah, it's typical. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting being on the other end when uh, the first team has come come back so many times. With a, yeah, know, only only way. a couple of days ago as well. Mm. And uh, I just um, I don't know, um, but it's uh, it's not like um, the top teams have started greatly this uh, this year. Or I, I'm not sure how long it's it's been going on. But if you look at the results of the top teams, everyone is giving away so many points. It's uh, it's incredible. Cordoba, for example, one win in their last five. Same with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, we were saying this about Alcorn when we played, or um, about two weeks ago, that they were dropping points. They were just shedding points since the new year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they won their game today, so I mean that makes it a bit better. But I don't think they. I mean, in the, depending on the last like couple of months, I don't think they deserve to be at the top. But you know, like he, they did win most of their games before the. Uh, before the year started, so I mean, fair play, but 
their form this year hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um, I suppose we missed Alvaro in a great sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we, a great we, talking point now that, um, that he's now... Um, Ancelotti just uh, confirmed that um, he's going to be part of the first team next season. That was that was quick. That was quick. Just a couple of appearances, and then they decided, oh, this guy is good. So, um, I mean, to be fair, in those couple of appearances, like twenty minutes he had, in, like in combined twenty twenty five minutes, and he had like one goal, one assist, and another like this a lot of assists. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I'm like I'm really happy to see him. You know play for the first team because he he deserves it he's really yeah. good um and this is a weird one because for example with Arribas everyone's been uh, cheering for him to get into into the first team and uh, if Arribas would have been succeeding at the first team then it would have been a classical ah you know i saw him all the way i told everyone he needs to get into the first team he's ready for example Jesse Rodriguez back in the time i i saw him from the start I told everyone, I saw it, he was ready. With Alvaro, I think we've been praising him a lot. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I was not expecting him to be ready that quickly. To make an impact <laughs> yeah, in the league I was, this quickly. I was, he was just the same uh, thing. He was just playing um, for the under-19s. Yeah, but and he was a signing for the under-19s as well. So he he's mm. only been here for maybe one or two years. And he's mm. just kind of blown right past us. Yeah. <laughs> So I just checked. Um, I gotta admit, I didn't know this, but he we signed him in 2020, and he came from Girona. Uh, so it mustn't have been, couldn't have been that long after that he he started to getting decent appearances. And I I remember seeing him at Alfredo Stefano once. I'm not sure if it was the youth league or something, but um, I remember thinking, yeah, this guy is he is he's interesting. I mean, he's tall, he's quite quick, quite good with his feet, but I had no idea that just uh, a year or two later he would be getting into the first team. I mean, do you think, do you think, uh, is he good enough or are we getting carried away? Could he be, the, let's, okay, next year, Benzema will be 36 or something, um, and he will probably get need more rest. Is, so is, is Alvaro at the level that we want from a backup striker or are we getting carried away? Uh, do uh, you want to go first? I suppose I'll go. Yeah, um, it's hard. I, I suppose what's getting him into the team now is that he seems to be bringing just immediate results. Mm. Um, like a goal and assist in his first 20 minutes, as Rijim said, is like you can't, you can't say no to that sort of uh, return. And uh, especially with, uh, it would appear that what gets Ancelotti's heart the quickest is instant return with yeah, his yeah. with his uh you product so in that sense i'm certainly pleased that he's succeeding is he going to take over benzema <laughs> in terms of minutes or i suppose he'd be a good backup i've always felt that he had the strong profile to be a backup player yeah because that's um, a question he's not going benzema is going to be the first choice next season as well definitely yeah, I mean, that's but, indisputable isn't it but 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 is he better than well people have been crying out to sign all kinds of strikers is this need now covered? I mean, after such well, a... Well, I would say while Benzema is the starter, then sure, I think he's well worth giving that sort of position to. In terms of uh, 
actually taking on the role in terms of like succeeding Benzema in a post Benzema universe, I'd probably be a little bit more skeptical. He's probably he's still got a lot of growing to do. We saw with Vinicius that he struggled for a long time before he was able to properly establish himself. He had a mm. initial burst, and then it kind of got rocky from there. And I suspect at his age, Alvaro is probably going to have a similar uh, development path. Um, maybe more so because Eve, I think even Vinicius didn't play. Vinicius probably played less than him. Now that I think about it, but um. Yeah, I mean, he's only 18, so yeah. you do have to give that a lot of time. But uh, saying that, I definitely think this is what we've been asking for. We wanted players like this to get the nod more. Um, I don't think the market is a great place to buy strikers anyways, as mm. the rest of the league will demonstrate with their eight goals against Barcelona. Yeah, that's the um, thing, yeah. <laughs> just, I think, roll with it for as long as it works, and then when, mm. it, when it stops working, you kind of figure out from there but um for the time being it works so keep going i would actually like to see like a full game from uh Alvaro before i could actually say whether he's good enough or not but from from what i've seen in these 20 minutes and from what i've seen at castilla he is like for, like he is working obviously otherwise he wouldn't he wouldn't make such an impact in such a short amount of time but yeah i mean as chris said i am a bit more skeptical about his like profile in a post Benzema uh, period, but I mean, for now he is working and he will improve. And uh, Ancelotti also said that he will still be playing for Castilla next season, just a bit more for the first team. So did he say I don't that? think, he, yeah, he did. Uh, he he said that he would be playing for both the teams. So I don't think he would be like you know sitting on the bench for large portions of the season. He would actually be playing apart. Like if you if you actually sign a striker from the market, I don't think that striker would play as much as uh, Alvaro would. Yeah, because I saw <clears throat> I saw that he um, he he mentioned that it would be like uh, he, he would have to negotiate with Raúl, and that's also something we need to talk about maybe. But um, um, <laughs> that's I'd um, love to see. Uh, I'd love a universe where Raúl just says no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, okay, so I remember Mourinho saying something which I agree with that some strikers they just score goals, some strikers they also give a lot to the team when they don't score goals. And I think Alvaro is one of those strikers. I think, for example, Giroud, uh, he has had a few instances where he has going on goalless streaks, but the coach is trying to keep him in the team anyway because he gives so much as a target man. Alvaro is a Oh, I, I just I think this is Alvaro's greatest strength is just being a target man. We actually haven't seen much of that with the first team um, no. so far. We've seen a lot of it with Castillo, though. He is, yeah, because he's. That's one of the things which impressed me. That okay, he's just he was seventeen, eighteen, coming up to Castilla, but he he was struggling away this these uh, these strong defenders. He was holding the ball up in in the air on the ground and just. Uh, doing the perfect target man role and if he can do that in the in la liga as well i just think that's such a valuable skill to have and also i, I don't think people like maybe we shouldn't tell people about all of alvaro's qualities because they will get even more hyped but um i mean alvaro is also quite quick he's a quite he's quite good at dribbler um he's a good finisher of course and 
uh, you can see with his head, his header against Atletico that, yeah, the, he's, he dominates in the air. I mean, I think he's kind of a complete target man. Um, so the question is whether he is ready to step up already as an 18-year-old. That's that's very early even for even for him. Yeah, he's in a good group. There's a lot of guys around around him that would have... Uh, uh, I mean, even Vinicius can speak to the growing pains of being a young player at Real Madrid. I mean, if there's a time to break out, it's uh, certainly now. Um, I think as long as he's not the main goal threat, you're not really... Yeah, his his um, strengths far outweigh any sort of weaknesses he might see in his game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I'm super happy for him. I celebrated the goal like crazy, and uh, I've had a soft spot for him all the way. And um, to see him, but, but again, I have to stress, I did not expect him to to get this far this early. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's um, he seems like a good kid, and um, no, it's uh, it's looking good. He's one of those players that, like, even though he played for Castilla, I actually don't feel like I've watched a lot of him. Yeah. <laughs> compared to how, how he's progressed. I feel like I've been backing mm. Arribas and that for years, whereas, um, I mean, this is all just kind of transformed for our Alvaro in this space of 18 months or so. Uh, Three and years. Also gotta say, and also, i got to say credit to, to Ancelotti, because he's not a guy who gives the Cantera free opportunities. No. But he does give, <clears throat> just like in the the last spell at the club, he he was part of the you know decision of promoting Nacho Carvajal, bringing back uh, Jose Morata, a lot of players coming up to the first team, and he he does when he sees that they are good enough, he does trust them. But he needs to see that they are good enough. That's the thing, and uh, he probably sees. I'm not sure if he sees more in Alvaro than in Arribas, but as Ancelotti always mentions. Uh, we need his profile. We don't have Alvaro's profile in the team, so it's such a good player to have to bring on when you you want to cross or the other team is sitting back. Um, Benzema can have maybe a little bit of a, a different role. Bring on Alvaro to to have the ball and be the target man. That's something we didn't have. So yeah, w- what a signing you can say. <laughs> yeah, Girona must be kicking themselves. <laughs> yeah, well. He's a Uruguayan as well, which I love because they're so full of mischief usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, I do think it's a very interesting discussion to have about where should he play for the rest of the season. So Barca now, they lost against Almeria, so it makes this discussion maybe even more difficult. Um, but let's say if, well, if we were out of the title race and Castilla were fighting for promotion... And uh, which is pr- almost the situation anyway. But um, sh- is there? Is it like? It seems like all of everyone is saying, "Ah, now of course he has to play for the first team as much as uh, possible. Give him the time. Give him time to develop." But it's very important for Castilla as well to get promoted, and, and especially with Real Madrid's now uh, youth policy, signing young players, um, having a team in the second highest division in Spain would be so fantastic. Um, so is it a no-brainer to just promote Alvaro to the first team already, or should he also play with Castilla? I think he should play with Castilla still because I mean Castilla still need him. We saw from the game today they still need a player like Alvaro. 
But he, I think he would still get a few more opportunities before the end of the season. And maybe if he does, like, well, in those opportunities, maybe he gets more minutes. Like, you know, I get, I, I mean, it depends on how well he does in the, in the future appearances, how much he plays for Castilla and how much he plays for the first team. But for now, I think he still plays a bit more for Castilla than he plays for uh, for the first team. That's That's what I think. There's going to be weeks where he's able to do both. Like, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not so long ago. Um, yeah. it depends. On, I suppose it really does depend on his, um, how he's managed for, by both teams. Um, I think what Carlo is talking about with nego- constantly, it seems he's always talking about negotiating with Raul or speaking to Raul. So, as long as those two are on the same page in terms of like a, like a set of divorced parents, you know, who mm. gets the kid when, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be weekends where he's able to play both, or there's going to be a week where he'll, I mean, I don't know, say with Real Madrid and Liverpool, this home, upcoming home game, if they decide, um, but, or the but, but, Copa del Rey as well, if he travels for that, or, you know, this and that. It's pretty, it, it's, he's a young guy, so I think as long as it's within reason, you can have him playing for both teams. Yeah, but the thing is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I first heard this uh, rule, so maybe they have changed it. But I'm pretty sure that a Castilla player cannot play more than 10 games for the first team before not being able to play more for yeah, the second I'm, team. I'm uncertain if that is... Um, I'm uncertain if that is if he, if he's on a U contract or if he's on a professional contract and if that affects it. But yeah, you're. I think you might be right. Um and if that's the case, it's not just we can't just throw him into any game. Then he can still play for Castilla and no. help them get promoted. We have to consider what's it the has best. To be strategic. Yeah, and if it's a bar, ten minutes to go. Of course, everyone wants to see him for the first team, but is it worth it? I, I think this is a difficult discussion because weighing up the pros and cons here is. Um, I mean, yeah. Of course, we do have Iker Bravo. I was actually going to check. Uh, as I said, I, I was at the Bernabeu yesterday, so I'm not sure. But did Iker Bravo just get benched for Noah Lopez? Or? Um, I know he had an injury for a little bit. He was injured yeah, for so a little he, bit. So he, it probably was because he was coming back from that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it, Noah Lopez has played reasonably well in the games I've mm. seen him. If anything, I would say Nico Paz seems to be the forward player that we've turned to in Alvaro's absence hmm. um, didn't have a standout game the other day, but certainly had some moments. Um, I always take it as a good sign when the commentator mentions your name in these matches. Yeah, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, that's my that's my thinking behind it. Um, hmm. I wanted to see the BD football don't have the like little result up for Castilla yet. They haven't updated there website but i want to see i heard bravo's name mentioned on the comms over the weekend and i wanted to see if he came on i think um, he did yeah i think he did as well so i mean he's I coming checked. back into fitness at a perfect time as well mm. yeah i don't know it's just um we have we have quite a few players who can play up front for castilla mm. so in that case it shouldn't be a problem to to lose alvaro but it's just He's 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 our best striker. He's Castilla's best striker. So I, sp- I know mm. I've already joked about this, but it'd be quite interesting 
I would be very interested in being a fly on the wall between Ancelotti and, and Raul yeah. talking about yeah. this. Because I suppose, you know, I suppose in the past it was kind of a thing where nobody was going to get in the way of the first team doing what was good for them. And especially because Castilla weren't exactly a competitive force for many of the years I'm recalling it for. But I suppose what Raul's turned this team into, it's going to be much harder to convince him to give too much of his one of his key players' time. Mm. I suppose he has to, he's balancing two different things in his mind because mm. he's done this himself. Um, yes. I tweeted yesterday that he also scored uh, his first goal against Atletico Madrid <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after, yeah. a, after a positive cameo as... Friend of the pod, Niels, pointed out. Someone also said that um, Raul, in his debut, did not score. And then scored in the second game, which was against Atletico, which is exactly what happened to to Alvaro. Yeah, yeah. That's what Niels was saying as well. Mm. So Yeah, it'd be uh, be interesting to see how that... I'd love to hear that negotiation go down. They obviously know the rules better than we do, so perhaps they know something we don't. Yeah, because I don't think it's that straightforward, but... uh, I mean, in the end, you should always, if there's doubt, you should always prioritize the first team. But, hmm, yeah, if, if the league, let's say the league gets lost, let's say we lose against Betis. Ah, now, now I, I think it's, honestly, I think it's a difficult one. Because on the on one hand, you want to get Castilla promoted. On the other hand, you want to test Alvaro. What if we could maybe mm, give him, like, uh, for a spell, he and Benzema could start every other game and they could uh, we could really then test Alvaro see if he's good enough for next season is it is it good enough to um, you know could we not sign a backup striker because of him or or is he just not ready uh, yet and um, so I think it's difficult to weigh those against each other but um, yeah let's see we also have Rodrigo by the way who um, who gives uh, something different as a striker we also we also might like we will get Endrick at some point. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I forgot I mean, about him. yeah. That is twenty twenty four, so still a while. Though. I mean, yeah, there's still a long time before that happens. But it's just like I'm uh, speaking of, you know, Alvaro's future. So I, it's just like depending on how good Endrick performs, I, I mean, he will play for Garcia at the start for a few games. Like in my opinion, because like you know that's what happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if Hendrik just, you know, plays out of his mind, Alvaro might not even get an opportunity if he's still a middle player at the time. So Yeah, could be. Things change yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, just look where we were last week and now where we are. A lowly third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're on such a high, man. Sad. <laughs> we were. We were popping the champagne bottles already. Yeah, that's why I got sick. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the other way around. <laughs> I know which um, one. <laughs> Chris, did you you said you watched the full game, right? Yes. So, how was Alex Jimenez uh, right back? God, um, <laughs> because he's been uh, he's been highly praised and um, Jimenez. Yes, because he's uh, not not for this game, but um, for his uh, earlier appearances for Juvenilia, he was. Uh, very promising right back, and I guess he still is. But this season, he's been a lot on the bench for um, for Castilla. Well, his name brother, which we call it in Norwegian, I'm not sure if that's the same in English, uh, David Jimenez, is now 
tearing up the um, you know the opponents with who he lost. So I mean, Alex Jimenez was there anything special from him? I can't say I really um took in too much from him to be honest. It wasn't uh, like I said. I felt I felt like Castilla in general quite underwhelming. Um, yeah. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I thought probably a draw would have been a fair result, but it, it, we did play the sort of game where you could lose. There's always like a proper risk of what happened, which is that the, your opponent comes up with something that put that gets them the three points instead of sharing it. You know, moment of magic. Um, and I like generally speaking, just felt Castilla were pretty didn't really get going like they usually do. Didn't play their best game. Um, I've thought. San Fernando had most of the kind of most of the highlights of the game. So it was hard for me to really take in anything outside of kind of Arribas doing his thing or like Castilla goals. Um, mm. Yeah. So I don't know. You probably, um... It sounds like you know more than I do about Jimenez. I like the name brother thing. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because it's interesting with the right-back situation at Real Madrid because everyone agrees that it's uh, one of our weakest positions for the first team with Carvajal aging, same with Lucas Vazquez, Andrea Sola is not, well, it's barely worth mentioning. But at the same time, we have Alex Jimenez, who's been getting a lot of praise, David Jimenez doing uh, good for Arbeloas under 19, and also we have signed... Uh, Jesus Fortea from Atletico and I was as I said on the game yesterday on the 19th and he made his debut I think at least he he came on at right wing and he's just 15 so playing for the under 19th as a, as a 15 year old that's that's impressive so he was born in 2008 yeah. that's just <laughs> well, yeah. that's disturbing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd we like also have this Tobias thank you but yeah we also have Vinicius Tobias, and I mean, um, if there's not a clear player who can be signed at right back, I mean, it's uh, uh, giving Vinicius Tobias, for example, the chance, or any of these other guys uh, having patience with them, could be an option instead of just signing yeah. a random well, we've guy. Been, we've been pumping out good fullbacks for about ten years now. Yeah, and Frank Garcia is coming back. Have we? I'm not sure if you've talked about that in the previous two pods, but uh, no, actually, we haven't. It kind of went in one ear and out the other for me, anyways. Yeah, but it's, uh, uh, it's pretty much. Well, official. everyone knows it's, how I it's feel not about. Official, but it's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, the the long term listeners will know how I feel about Fran Garcia. Yeah, how was, was that? One of my favorite was one of my favorite players from his time at the club. Uh, yeah, was kind of gutted when he went to. Was it? He did move to Real Vallecano. Um, yeah, that was off the top, off the top of my head. He did move it, so he's gone and then come back. Okay, yeah, mm. I I think he was pretty. He was very good. Um, he's been signed as as I understand it, he's been signed as kind of a understudy, not necessarily a um starting option, but certainly um La Liga top uh, like top of the table or. Upper table, La Liga quality, um, an excellent option off the bench, I and, suppose. Yeah. And again, the point being made that Real Madrid Castilla do produce good fullbacks, and maybe mm. you should just cut out the middleman a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and also, watching... is another name on left. On the left, um, the left back Overdor for Castilla. Oh yeah, Overdor yeah, yeah, yeah. is really good. He's really yeah, good. he's been excellent. 
And I mean, watching, for example, Chelsea sign Kukurea for 50 million or what it was, I mean, a lot of clubs just wasting money on players who are barely better than those we have either loaned out or in our academy. I mean, well, that's maybe a, a difficult to say, but Frank Garcia, for example, for 5 million, it's a no-brainer to, yeah. to get back. I'm, yeah, and we sold them. Go we on. sold Regulon to 30 million and he hasn't really worked mm-hmm. out for Spurs. <laughs> He's moved to Aleko now, has he? Yeah. I was such a big fan of I was such a big fan of Regulon yeah. when he played for the first team. Like it, it, I think it was the 18-90 season. Yes. And then he played well for Sevilla and then he went to Atletico and now I don't like him. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He messed it up. As, he messed it up. Yeah. The story of so many a player. Yeah. Marco Llorente pops up in my head. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think yep. I think Llorente probably hurts the most because of the tree. He seems like the most successful. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely one of the, like he's the best player out of the three. Yeah, he he, he yeah. was. I was gutted when he left, but you know he went to Atletico. So uh, yeah, it's sad. You let it I, go. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not. I did you, you suppressed it. You pushed it deep down. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, left backs, how's Miguel doing? Girona. Um, I don't know. I he I the loan boys have gone awful quiet on. Um, I don't know if they still do the loan tracker podcast. I Was think it they, Miguel? You said. Yeah, Miguel Gutierrez. Yeah, Miguel, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I haven't watched him uh, a lot personally, but uh, uh, from what I've heard, Frank Garcia is one step ahead of him right now, but that could change very quickly. But I, I gotta be honest, I haven't really, I haven't watched him, um, his minutes or anything. Maybe you could, I could check really quickly. Yeah, the way the way uh, Chris feels about Fran Garcia, I feel about Miguel because I started watching when Miguel was really playing really well for Castilla. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just how he was really good, but then he had this like kind of like a dip in form and then everyone stopped talking about him and then he was sold to Girona for some reason yeah but I seem to be playing like, regularly so yeah I definitely feel like Gutierrez would be the player with the higher ceiling um, yeah I, I don't know I don't know if you're going to see Fran Garcia get much better than he is now whereas with Gutierrez I would back him to become a better fullback than he than he is now um, well Frank Garcia just... does have some uh, like uh, basic fullback qualities, like he's uh, hardworking, fast. Um, you know, just running up and down the the wing. Miguel Gutierrez feels to me like more of a specialized fullback. Um, you can he's you know, very good technically, but has some. There's some doubts over his. Um, you know, how good is he defensively, for example, and you know, physically, all of that, but. He's um he's been compared to Marcelo for a reason because yeah because of the profile maybe but um yeah I suppose that for for us it would have been um there was certainly an attitude problem in terms of when he when he decided to put out his best game and when he decided to put out his lesser spoken games when he was at Real Madrid mm-hmm. I suppose that's what comes to mind now that we have context of Girona I suppose um. He's playing consistently, but I. It seemed to me that he didn't really enjoy, like he made it quite clear when he wasn't enjoying where he was playing. Yeah, um, I, for us, and I also remember um, uh, at Castilla, well, I think he he did very well for the under 19s and made a name for him there. And then he 
went up to Castilla, didn't really perform that. You know, it, it was, I guess, it was good, but not that great. And then he got some minutes for the first team, and he impressed everyone. So he was actually at one point playing better in La Liga than in the Segunda B. And um, yeah, yeah. Again, I haven't watched much, a lot of him uh, this season, but uh, let's just give him time and see where he ends up. Yeah, all, I these, just... all these eggs in the basket, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah, I would really like after the the Kamavinga experiment, uh, he, him at left back unlocking so much for Vinny. I just want to see more offensive minded left backs play for Madrid. It's just I I don't know. Like Mendy's really good defensively, and he he really helps the team. But I just he's very limited in uh, on the offense, and I think Vinicius like it's a it's a fact that Vinicius struggles because of that, and I I just. You know, I would love uh, someone like you know, even like Obrador. He he would be really good, as I said in the in the previous podcast. He would be pretty good for for the first team. Not necessarily. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying he's good enough for the first team, but it's just you know that profile that excites me when I look at that player with Vinicius, or I think about that player with Vinicius. Mm. Would have been even quicker conversation. Considering that Marcelo is still not even that old. Marcelo's only like 33, isn't he? And he got released yeah. by Olympiacos. It's crazy yeah. how quickly he dropped off. Yeah. But um, funny with uh, Obrador. I mean, we talked about uh, Alvaro, who, who it was a surprise that he he suddenly was getting these minutes for, for the first team and doing well. But it would have been even more surprising with Obrador because uh, not that long ago, he was frozen out by Raul after a week start of the season. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do think... That is something that sounds a bit too early to me, but I mean, who knows? He's been very good uh, in the second half of the season, or what we can call it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not impossible. Got a got a shout out to Raul's cold bloodedness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many players that just get like they just yeah, no they one... just don't exist. Sometimes yeah. it's so odd. Man doesn't take any shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but uh, what Anything do you think else? about the deci- what do you think about the decision from the first team not to bring Fran Garcia back in January? Because uh, I guess it was last or second to last day of the transfer window. We found out that we had an injury to to Mendy, and uh, everyone knew that we would bring back Fran Garcia anyway at the end of the season. He's not on loan; he's sold when we have a buyback clause. Would you have brought him back, or is that um, harming the relationship with Rio too much? I mean, I probably would have brought him back, but I can. I mean, I know why they didn't do it because it was the last. I think it was the, the last day, and they didn't want to like you know leave Raya kind of without a starting left back. But I don't like. I would have personally like he was. He was an option the entire window. I probably would have you know signed him just well in time for Raya to sign a replacement. That's what I would have done. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose the timing at winter was a. Strange one. Um, I personally, I, I'm, I'm happy that the club didn't <laughs> didn't um, do a Braithwaite on it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, was... been. It's a little bit of an exaggeration to say a Braithwaite. That one was no. completely out of the window. But um, to just take one example. of our players. Yeah, I remember someone. Maybe it was you tweeting about it. Um, that Braithwaite. You know, we cannot say that Barca are wrong for signing Braithwaite, and then. On deadline day, <laughs> signing Frank Garcia out of nothing from Rio. 
And um, I, I know, again, we should always prioritize Real Madrid and everything, but mm, we have decent cover. And uh, also, I'm not sure how happy... I mean, we've messed up so many loans. We've messed up so many loans. And finally, we have a club who is prioritizing our player. And if we could have the chance of loaning out Arribas to Ryan next season, for example, and, you know, you don't want to mess up such a relationship. So, mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. I like Ryo as well, so... Yeah, and it's a Madrid. Well, I've been one of, the, one of the few teams in Spain I've been to the stadium. Um, yeah. And that was quite an experience. So, I, I, I mean, I have a lot of time for them. Um, mm. And yeah, you're right. I think it's... I mean, it, in the short term, it doesn't make sense. But maybe in the long term, it plays out quite nicely for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah let's hope so. Yeah. Also, I think it was good to have this Camavinga... Uh, experiments at left back. I I'm actually one of the ones who liked it. I I like coming at left back, but uh, yeah, whether that's his best position is of course yeah. something else. But uh, mm. I've I've often been intrigued by the debate. Of, I like how there's this debate over his best position, and it seems like while this debate is happening, Camavinga is just playing well. Where no matter where you put him, yeah, yeah. I also think it's underestimated to discuss not where is Camavinga's best position. But where is he most useful for for Real Madrid? Because uh, I actually think we could afford because we have a lot of midfielders. We could afford Camavinga playing a little bit worse than what he is at central midfield, and that if we could have a top left back um, for many many years. Um, I mean, but he doesn't want to play there himself, so I guess it's it's not that realistic. But um, yeah, I think that's a. Uh, Point that goes missing often that it's not all, it's not only about finding his best position. It's where is he best, where is he most useful for the team. That's also important to consider. But I mean, goals. But this isn't Castilla stuff, I guess. So <laughs> no, I well, I mean, this. we always we do we do love a good just chat towards yes. the end. In Ireland, Absolutely. we call that a natter. <laughs> natter. A natter. Yeah. Okay. So this was a matter of conversation, impromptu conversation with someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you are. Word of the day. <laughs> Not anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I think I probably ran out. Of, I probably ran out of good questions ages ago. It's the Ruben factor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry job. Ruben comes in with the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since I was on, so I've. Yeah, absolutely. You, you did some catching up. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. so hopefully the three of us will be back next week yes fingers okay. crossed um, hopefully we'll be back at the top of the table mm-hmm. <laughs> until then as always Ala Madrid Ala Madrid, Ala Madrid. <laughs>